We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Cody here alongside me, uh, my friend from the horseshoehuddle.com. He's been putting in the work today, uh, Drake Wally. Drake, thanks for joining me, man. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, and I appreciate you saying that. It has been a chaotic day, and it all came from Lamar Jackson's Twitter uh, that started it all. So, uh, I'm I'm happy to be here, and thank you so much for having me on uh, Bring the Juice, man. Appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Guys, go be sure to follow Drake right there at the at sign at D Walster. Drake, go follow him. He's at like six hundred some followers right now. Let's get that to a thousand. I think we can easily do that. Um, but Drake does great work over there at Horseshoe Huddle. And so, Drake, you mentioned it, man. We'll just jump right into it, man. Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's been speculation. The Colts have been tied to Lamar Jackson and rumors and things like that, but nothing concrete, right? And and we were talking off air right before we started. There's no way a few months ago either of us would have said Lamar Jackson is going to not be a Baltimore Raven. Like, just all this stuff, but it's not just rumors anymore, Drake. It came from Lamar himself. 
he wants to be traded out of Baltimore. What is your reaction to just that and just what that means for the landscape of the AFC right now uh, with Lamar Jackson potentially out of Baltimore? Well, I mean, it means a lot of things. If you're looking at it from a, a Ravens fan standpoint, it kind of sucks because, you know, you've known that's been the dynamic kind of quarterback. He's arguably still the most electrifying quarterback in the league. Um, and so it's very shocking. I was not kind of like you, I was not expecting it. The rapport he had with the running back committees and uh, Mark Andrews and John, uh, um, uh, John Harbaugh. I really didn't think that it would ever happen. I'm very surprised. Um, but I think as far as the landscape, I mean, you got to think if hypothetically the Colts were to take Lamar Jackson or take that chance on him. I mean, outside of maybe the Jags, you're looking at potentially jumping right to the front of the discussion of favorites to win the division. That's how that's how big of a difference maker Lamar Jackson is. But still, at the end of the day, Cody, I am shocked that he wants out of Baltimore. Yeah, it's just crazy because, like, you you know, players don't do that, right? Players don't, you know, first off, represent themselves, right? They usually have agents. But Lamar's like, I'm representing myself. I'm good on him, man. He, he knows what he wants. But it's just something that's so – we're not used to seeing. It's so unorthodox the way that Lamar has been taking this. And, yeah, I mean, you just talk about the landscape of what that could do. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to want his services, but – what it could do if you just hypothetically put him, you know, on the Colts, man, you talk about the perfect fit for Shane Steichen in this system. Um, and especially with previously, you know, working with a very mobile quarterback and Jalen Hurts and what he was able to do. And you just, man, you just think about like, you know, Lamar with, with what he did, he's able to do with his legs and also throwing, you know, former MVP a couple of years ago, pairing alongside Jonathan Taylor, who was the rushing leader in 2021, like, you know, you just look at that pairing and you're just like, oh, my goodness. Like, talk about a matchup nightmare for defenses if Lamar was to come to Indy. Man, what, what do you think he's going to provide or he would provide in this hypothetical scenario if the Colts were to trade for him? What would he provide in the Steichen offense? What are the ways you think Shane Steichen could use him and utilize his skill set to really, like, create these mismatches like he did with Jalen Hurts a year ago? I mean, it would be very impressive because kind of like you said, he has the ability to, to help a quarterback, you know, by utilizing his strengths and he molds the offense around their strengths. Um, something that's very interesting is, yeah, you, you arguably have the best offense Lamar Jackson's ever had. I mean, he's never had a pass catching room with the likes of a Michael Pittman Jr., an Alec Pierce, you know, now an Isaiah McKenzie, who in all rights is a, a, probably a little bit of a shorter Marquise uh, or, uh, Hollywood Brown. He has the potential to do, you know, something like that, or he's the open space type of guy. But man, the tight end really sticks out to me because you're looking at Shane Steichen, who was able to utilize Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz the way he did. And now you got a guy like Lamar Jackson, who had the rapport with Mark Andrews and they destroyed uh, NFL defenses the whole time he's been there. Man, Jelani Woods, that's what sticks out to me. I know that Jonathan Taylor's, you know, the best running back that Lamar's ever had, if in this hypothetical sense this happens. But man, Jelani Woods and his athleticism, his sheer size, that's what I would love to see is just what he would do with Lamar Jackson, who knows he loves to throw to the tight ends. And then Shane Steichen, who knows how to get those tight ends in the best positions to win. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you to everybody who's in this chat, nearly 150 of you. Be sure to smash that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Getting it out to more people, either fans of the Colts, you know, people who are 
love football or just kind of monitoring this situation because it is obviously a huge deal in the AFC right now. Um, you, you mentioned kind of the supporting cast that Lamar would have, right, with Indianapolis. Now, we'll say this, man, you know, they have to play better than they did a year ago, right? I know we all know the Colts, you know, Michael Pittman, you're removed from, you know, having his best season as a pro, had kind of a down year last year. Um, and then Alec Pierce is coming into year number two, and obviously Jelani Woods is as well. Um, and then there's always the potential, you know, that the Colts could go in the draft and look to add another receiver in some way. So how do you kind of feel like this, you know, this offense could really maybe give Lamar something, you know, it's not like people are talking about the receivers. Like they're like, you know, it's not like the Bengals or it's not like, you know, insert team that has really good number one, number two receivers, but the Colts have some solid guys and they're young. Right. And so how do you think maybe Lamar can kind of build rapport with some of these young receivers, these guys that are in their early to mid twenties um, and kind of how maybe that pairing right there, because Lamar's only 26, right? right. So how could they kind of grow together and how could you see that being a scenario where it actually works out really well uh, for this unit? Uh, I, the best way to answer that is to do it this way. So the people that say, oh, well, the Colts, they don't have, you know, a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle, or they don't have a, a Mike Williams and a Keenan Allen. They have a whole hell of a lot more than Lamar had. All right. That's all that matters in this situation is Lamar did not have the pass catchers. They I mean, Rashad Bateman is the closest number two that he had. And that's just a guy that unfortunately could stay healthy outside of Hollywood Brown. And I think they the big ad at one point was Sammy Watkins, like the the Ravens made curious decisions with receivers. They didn't really seem to try as hard. I mean, they probably tried hard, just didn't hit the mark. But I, I mean, I think that, good Lord, you're talking about play action guys like Pierce and, and guys like Pittman. Pittman was a volume receiver last year, probably still be that, but got a guy like Alec Pearson, a six foot seven inch monster in Jelani Woods. Oh, wait, you also have Andrew Ogletree, who is equally a monster. And oh, wait, then you also potentially have Kylan Granson, who's more of the slot receiver of the tight end group. There's just a lot more. There would be a lot more around Lamar Jackson offensively. And I think that the Colts with stability can improve their blocking because they were doing better as the season went along. That gets missed a lot is that that's one thing Jeff Saturday did well is he got the offensive line kind of a fire lit underneath him. So I don't think that offensive line is as far off from an improvement as people think. And he'd be a good fit as a mobile quarterback if they had early season struggles. Now, here's the, one of the big knocks, Drake, that people have on the potential of getting Lamar Jackson is the fact the last two seasons – He's had some injuries that he struggled through, right? He's missed a uh, no good amount, good chunk of the games uh, over the last two seasons. And obviously last year, we all know, you know, didn't come back. Um, and that was just kind of a big deal. But, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we jumped on here. Could Shane Steichen potentially be a really good thing for Lamar Jackson's long longevity in the NFL, right? Because we know all about, you know, Lamar Jackson's ability to run the football. But we also look, you know, you look at all the quarterbacks that have kind of been built that way, that kind of are run-first quarterbacks. And, Drake, that, that doesn't really seem like for long-term success, it hasn't been a successful thing because bodies break down, things happen. You know, he's, he's not running the same he did when he was first – in the league, right? He's had some injuries. So how do you think maybe Shane Steichen, you know, if this did happen, this marriage did happen, could maybe even make Lamar a better player? I think that he would utilize him more as a passer and try to 
I mean, obviously you want to use his legs, someone that dynamic you need to. But I think, one, he would use less of Lamar's legs and probably try to get him to improve those passing mechanics. Like I said, you've got more weapons this time. But I also do, like we discussed before the the show started, we said, you know, Shane Steichen would probably be very honest with him and say, look, I'm going to need you to take care of your body better because I'm going to use you to get a lot of big plays going. We're going to use your running ability to start play action and, you know, suck those defensive secondaries in so we can hit big plays. There would be a lot of like, look, you need to come to a realization, Lamar, that you can't run around like you did in Baltimore because there are more weapons to throw to. So I I think that he'd be probably throwing the ball just a little bit more, maybe sub 1,000 yards rushing. Hmm. Gotcha. And just that kind of stuff, right? It's like you substitute less running productivity for more longevity, right? And potentially, hopefully, you know, playing a full 17-game season, right? That's obviously the goal, and Lamar's struggled in the last couple seasons for that to happen. So uh, that's definitely one that I completely understand. People are kind of hesitant. They're like, man, there's some durability concerns there. I totally get that. Um, The other two, though, are they kind of go hand-in-hand in terms of, you know, it's pricey. Pricey in terms of the contract you're going to have to give Lamar and also in terms of what you're going to have to give up, right? I mean, if the Colts were going to try to offer, have that offer sheet, it would be at least two first-round picks. Now, with Baltimore, you know, and and potentially trading Lamar, you know, could they ask for even more, you know? Because there's going to be other teams that are wanting his services. Could it be, you know, more than just two two first-round picks? What are your thoughts on kind of the finances and what it'll cost in both those ways, for the Colts to realistically have a chance at bringing Lamar to Indy. You know, I, I, I think that it's not even the picks because two first rounders, I mean, that's the most they can get out of it um, based off the player's agreement. So that, I think that if you're getting a generational talent, that's not what the Colts would be upset with letting go of. I think they'd be upset with letting go of like the potential four year, $200 million contract uh, he wants a lot of it, if not all of it, I believe guaranteed. And, um, that's just not something I think that the Colts are going to want to do. It's a trend you're starting to see more of, and it does mess up your salary cap. So it's the money. I think the money would be a big, big deal. I think that's, what's keeping him from doing it. Cause two, two first round picks. I mean, you could probably swallow that if you're getting Lamar Jackson, but again, then you got to ask yourself, is it worth you know, 10 games over the last two seasons of injuries met like he's lost 10 games over the last two seasons out of a possible 34. He's played 24. So it's, it's all on if they're going to put that money forward. And I just don't think they're going to be willing to fork over 50 million a year. It would definitely be a big swing and something we're not used to seeing Chris Ballard make, but you know, it's interesting, Drake, I wanted to kind of go into Steichen, you know, and, and, Chris Ballard, they were both asked about Lamar uh, and we'll kind of get into more of what they had to say about that and other things here in a minute. Um, but it, it's just interesting because it's been, I just get this really weird vibe. I don't know what it is, man. I can't really, this isn't really analysis. I just am like, this just feels like different. And I don't really understand what that means exactly. But like, I just feel like there's a lot of momentum and a lot of people that say Lamar to Indy, Lamar to Indy. It makes sense. Like, it's just not something I'm necessarily used to, right? Like a superstar quarterback like this, a 26-year-old quarterback, the former MVP that's being linked to Indianapolis. It's just kind of a kind of uncharted territory a little bit uh, as a Colts fan. 
Well, you're, we're all used to, you know, everyone's used to hearing, oh, 38 year old, uh, you know, NFL legend is, is squeezing out those last couple of years or wild card prospect post injury um, is coming to the team because the offensive coordinator, because the coach really believes he can fix him or quarterback retires, backup quarterback thrust into starting role. Like that's what the Colts are, that's what Colts fans are used to hearing. But I'm telling you, I think that it's two things. And I think it's Ursay and Ballard. Ursay, you saw his reactions from last year when he hired Saturday. He was just frustrated. He was sick of it, looking for Band-Aid solutions. Ballard knows, look, Ballard's a very smart person. His, his seat is hot. All right, he cannot, he cannot be conservative anymore. And you saw it by him signing Isaiah McKenzie, who has a lot of potential. But that's not a Ballard guy. He's five foot seven. That's not somebody Ballard typically hires. Uh, so I think that Ballard realizes that his seat is hot. He needs to start taking some chances. So I think that with Lamar's tweet that he requested a trade mixed with the fact they're not giving him the money in Baltimore, mixed with the fact that the Colts are so open at quarterback, Cody, like we said, we don't even know anymore. They could draft, they could sign, they could trade. I mean, they've got multiple ways they're going to fill that position. I think that's why you're seeing it. And it's very true. It is everywhere all of a sudden out of nowhere. It's the number one thing that's going to happen now. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And even <laughs> Zach Kiefer tweeted about it. He's like, I just get this feeling that the Colts are literally have all options open for a quarterback, including Lamar Jackson, which is just something that you don't see the Colts do, right? You just under Chris Ballard, you just have it. And you know, I've I've often thought this, Drake, and maybe this, maybe, and I want to get your opinion on this. I felt like Chris Ballard, and he's never had it, so it really hasn't worked out. I've always felt like he's the type of GM that if he has a star quarterback. He can find ways, right? He That's why he's got the label bargain Ben Ballard from certain fans. It's because, like, he can find guys for, you know, very cheap that can fill key roles for this team, right? And, but the thing is, he just hasn't been aggressive where he's needed to be, and, and especially at the quarterback position. Um, and, and when he has, it's been wrong, right, With a la Carson Wentz, for one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just I, – that's kind of what I've thought. Like, if you were to get Lamar – you probably have faith that Chris Ballard can find some guys like like Isaiah Rogers of the world, right? The guys in the fifth round that that can contribute and can play some quality snaps for you. He just kind of you know has always struck me as a GM that would do well if he could get the quarterback position like solved and figured out. Like he can get a roster around that quarterback. His issue has just been getting the guy at quarterback. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I agree with you 100%, Cody. I, I do actually like Ballard a lot as a GM, and you got to keep in mind, he came in in 2017. Luck was out the whole year, okay? I mean, no Andrew Luck. You have, I think, Charlie Whitehurst, a.k.a. Football Jesus. And then you've got um, Jacoby Brissett, though. Yeah, Scott Tolzien, Scott, Scott Tolzien and, yards. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got uh, you've got a con. You, I think you have Andrew Luck one year, and of course you make the playoffs. Look at that, and you even get to the, the the divisional round, and then after that you just you just stumble and fall apart. So it really hasn't been all Ballard's fault. It can't be easy replacing a generational talent that just retires. I just want to say that, um, but I do think that he is looking at his job like I've got to act now. I've got to do something now, whether that's taking Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or, you know, if somehow they do get a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud. Well, I do think it's the first two in the draft. Um, now there's a chance that he might take a swing at Lamar Jackson to save his job. It is. It's a job. He's trying to he's trying to perform well. And this this he's at, he's got his back against the wall. It's been he's going into his seventh year. You've made the playoffs 
I think twice, right? Okay, twice lost or you've won one game in in, in six years as GM. So you got to do something. I wouldn't put it out of the question that a Lamar, you know, acquisition does happen. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we can kind of talk about, you know, because Chris Ballard and, and Shane Steichen both took the podium today at the owners meeting. So we can kind of talk about that a little bit about what their comments were. Steichen was asked about Lamar Jackson, and he said <laughs> very, you know, Shane Steichen, he's already gotten good at the coach speak, you know, where he kind of doesn't answer the questions and stuff like that. And uh, or he kind of like, you know, says a very general thing, you know, how Kyle coaches do it kind of very Frank Reich asking that way um but he was asked about lamar and he said we're going to do our due diligence on every player whether it's in free agency or in the draft and i just thought that was interesting that he's not shutting down the rumors at all right there's some teams that have been like no we're going to draft the guy or no we're not interested in lamar or whatever i didn't get that vibe from shane steichen what are your thoughts on kind of what his comments were he is he like you said man he's got that whole you know emotionless just blank answering down pat already. He's going to do great. No one's going to know what he's thinking. Um, I think that he deep down knows that he could win with Lamar. I think that that is a very real, you know, a real thought in his head. But at the end of the day, it's also the Colts are in a weird position because they have a brand new coach that has a lot of say in the quarterback. It's not like Arizona with Jonathan Gannon. I'm not saying he doesn't have say, like if they were in the position to get a quarterback, but you're talking about an offensive mind that has developed these guys from the ground up. And in Rivers' case, he was a veteran still getting worked on by Steichen. So this is a guy that wants to develop whoever he's got, and he's going to have a lot of say in that position. Now, I do think that with how much it's open for the Colts, whether they could trade to get Lamar, they could draft any one of the five big guys, you don't want to also tip your hand, so you don't want to say, you know what, we haven't, we haven't even considered Lamar, because that's telling everybody, hey, draft that we're we're going to be picking in the draft. It could be a sign that Ballard is just like saying, oh yeah, no, you got to take a look at these kind of guys because you can't let a general, you can't let a talent like that pass you up just to throw a smoke screen out there and fool the people that are trying to see what their next move is. So it's. It's smoke screen season. I've seen that tweet and that hashtag, and it truly is. <laughs> so, tell you what, man, you have no idea like what they're thinking, <laughs> where they're at. You know, you're like one second, you're like, oh, they're going to automatically, they're definitely going to trade for Lamar. Oh no, they're definitely going to draft Anthony Richardson. It, it just you don't know, you don't know with some of these. So, it uh, it's definitely just interesting, and it's just that where you just don't believe anything right now, right? I believe yeah. it when I see it. It's kind of where yep. I'm at yep. when that part comes to that. Um. One thing that Steichen also talked about as well, um, he said that uh, they want to add some more pieces, the Colts do, on the offensive line, right? Um, you know, we all know how important that unit is and how much they struggled last year at certain points in the season. And the Colts haven't added anybody right now um, on their offensive line. Chris Ballard also said the Colts are going to bring back Ryan Kelly and Kenny Moore. So you at least have your starting center back for Indianapolis, but the Colts do probably want to add it right guard. I think that's kind of been the position that we've thought about. There's a couple names still out there. Who are some guys maybe that, you know, as, as you hear that, maybe some guys that you think could, could add to the competition on this offensive line that are still out there in free agency in your mind. Oh man. There's um there's a, there's a center that played for the jets that used to play or he plays for the jets and he used to play guard. His name's Connor McGovern. Um, that could be somebody that, I mean, if he did find his way out of a starting position, he might be looking to try to get a shot at right guard and might look at the Colts like, Hey, 
you know, the Colts might look at him like this guy could push Will Fries. I think it's going to be all on Will Fries. I think they're buying into Raymond. They might like, like draft somebody in the day three to push Raymond, or maybe they'll sign a, a tackle, but either him or Gabe Jackson from the Seahawks. I think he's like 32. He was cut by the Seahawks. He's a longtime starter. You want someone to push Will Fries, who's young and wants to get and keep that starting position. Give it to a guy who was a veteran of the NFL. He was just cut from his position and he's being asked to go prove he can start. I think that's a perfect signing. That'd be perfect for me because then you're either going to get a finished product in the veteran offensive lineman. It's going to start at right guard, or you're going to get Will Fries who's pushed himself to earn that position. Yeah. Well, he did also talk about, he raved about offensive line coach, Tony Sperano Jr. Um, he said that they had about five or six guys that they, that they brought in, that he brought in, you know, and typical Colts this season, this off season, they had very long interviews, six hour interviews, he said, and he said Sperano Jeez. just blew him away with some of the things that he was saying. And I know, I know there were some people when initially when the Colts announced that hiring that were like, Oh man, this guy's like, you know, their third choice or whatever. Right. But it definitely seems like Steichen had his options of guys and he just chose the guy that he felt like was the best at the job. And he felt like was going to do the best job. What are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like the Sperano thing, it kind of flew under the radar. There were certain people who didn't really like love that move. They, I can understand why people didn't love it because of two reasons. One, if you look at his record and the teams that he's been the assistant offensive line coach on, they haven't had the best, I guess, of numbers, but he did have the Jacksonville Jaguars when they had Blake Bortles, which no offense, he was not a starting quarterback, and they almost got to the Super Bowl with that running attack. And Leonard Fournette, who also is not a starting running back anymore, I don't believe. So there's 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 a reason to look at a guy like that and say, okay. Um, I do think also the other reason is because everyone preemptively had Roy Estvan as the guy that's who Steichen is hiring. But, you know, Nick Sirianni does have to hold on to some guys. You know, you can't let Steichen take them all. So I wasn't as as uh, I wasn't as surprised. I do think that it's an interesting hire, and it's just going to be one of those things where it's the first time he's getting his own offensive line. He comes from football family. His father was a head coach. So, I mean, and, and he's a, he was a fiery dude fiery very in your face ready to win so i think if there's one guy who could push that offensive line get them back to where they used to be it's probably tony sperano jr yeah absolutely thank you to the over 220 people in the chat right now really appreciate it be sure to hit that like button be sure to subscribe all that good stuff uh i think right now we're at about 50 like let's get that up to over 100 if you would please thank you so much uh drake we already mentioned it but the colts announced they are bringing back center ryan kelly and cornerback Kenny Moore. So the Colts will have two, two of their starting corners from last year back with Indianapolis. It was reported actually by one of your colleagues, uh, Shad McGinnis, um, who talked about how the Colts are looking to add, which they talked about today, interior offensive line help, and then also at cornerback, right? And there's a lot of corners out there right now. Obviously, we know Rocky Asin, who was with the Colts, you know, who's a draft pick in 2019. It was with the Colts up until last season. And then you have other guys like Shaquille Griffin still out there. Um, what are your thoughts maybe on the corner position a little bit and maybe some names that interest you, you know, knowing that Kenny Moore is coming back, you can, you know, kind of write off slot a little bit. Is there another name that potentially interests you as maybe one of those outside corners? You know, I, I really like the idea of Shaquille Griffin. 
uh, coming to the Colts. I don't think the Rocky Sin one's realistic just because he, on his way out, he wasn't the happiest with the organization. Now, there have been reunions in the past, but I think the best shot at at signing somebody is Shaquille Griffin. I do think that, yes, it's big that you kept Ryan Kelly, but it's even more so important that you kept Kenny Moore because that was a depleted and very thin cornerback group. And even though Isaiah Rogers Sr. in all right, and if he's hearing this, in all right deserves more snap counts, um, I don't know if he's at the role or at the at the the experience level yet to be the number one guy, but should be starting. But man, you're looking at then it's like Dallas Flowers after the Stefan Gilmore trade. So the fact that kept Kenny Moore is huge. I uh, I do think, um, and this is my colleague Andrew Moore mentioned this, and it's because he played cornerback at the end of the season last year. Julian Blackman could also be playing cornerback because you're talking about Rodney Thomas, seventh round pick out of nowhere. No big deal. He just leads the team in interceptions. Uh, the guy can seriously start. You want Nick Cross to hit his stride. You might as well start him at the other safety. Tony, don't be surprised if you see Julian Blackman maybe play a little bit of cornerback. So, um, but man, that Shaquille Griffin signing, if that happened, that would be great. And please do it. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Peters, I know, is another name that people threw out there as oh, well. Yeah. Um, I would probably go Shaquille Griffin just because he's a little bit younger and there is still some potential upside. And he has, you know, I think recently, I know with Jacksonville, it was kind of a dud and there was not, you know, he signed that big deal and nothing really came of it. But I felt like he had some nice moments in the past. So I think it would be a good fit for Indy's defense, kind of the kind of corner I think that they're looking for out there. Obviously, it's not going to be Stephon Gilmore type of corner, right? Nobody really is um, that's out there. But I do think that it would be a really solid option for the Colts. And I still do think, honestly, Drake, I know the Colts have added wide receiver and they'll probably add another corner. I still do think I look at those outside of quarterback as the top two needs on the Colts right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of that and maybe how that could, obviously, depending on Lamar uh, in that situation, but how could the Colts maybe look to add more needs, more of those two needs here in the draft? I, I think that the Colts are going to get, um, if I had to make actual predictions, it's Jonathan Mingo from uh, Ole Miss. I think that he is six foot two. He is 220 pounds of pure anger, and he is a slot receiver. Ballard all over it. That's got a Ballard all over it pick. And then uh, there's Andre Iosavas from Princeton. Now, the reason that I say his name is because I watched him at the combine. He is like six foot five, ran a four three forty, and he is willing to block. Those things right there, they've missed blocking at wide receiver since Zach Paschal. And they need it because people don't talk about receivers blocking often. You watch those plays from Jonathan Taylor in 2021. Yes, the offensive line had domination at the point of attack. But then you had Doyle hitting the linebackers. And then you had Pascal hitting the secondary. And that wall laid out. And those two last two pieces are what breaks loose the run. Because otherwise, Taylor's got to do it on his own. So, I mean, you, you have blocking at tight end and receiver. You really make it an issue. And if you put Lamar in that. Oh my goodness. Like I think that the Colts are going to draft a slot receiver that can do something with the football and they're going to get an outside guy that is a blocker that's willing to, you know, maybe get his nose a little bloody. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. The Colts desperately missed that last year when when Jack Doyle retired and then Zach Pascal went out to Philly. So I definitely think they need somebody kind of that, you know, maybe maybe a guy that can kind of be that tone setter in that wide receiver room. That's what Pascal was for the Colts for years. You know, he wasn't necessarily ever a high catch guy, volume guy. 
Uh, but he he was always consistent. Same with Jack Doyle. Just guys that are kind of glue guys that you don't really realize you miss them until they're gone. And so yep. definitely think you know that would be something you mentioned tight end. I think the Colts need to look into getting a blocking tight end of some sort, kind of to be that you know third or fourth tight end, depending what happens with Mo or with Ogletree as well. Um, but yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see how that all happens. Um, you know, I, I, I already briefly mentioned Chris Ballard talking about Lamar going back to that real fast. I wanted to read his quote that he had said uh, today uh, in front of the media. He said, anytime a special player is available, which he is talking to Lamar, talking about Lamar, you got to do the work. I'm not going to get into deep discussions on where it's at, what we're doing, what we might do, but he's a real special player. You never know how it'll work out. So you mentioned it earlier, Drake, like, could it be a smoke screen? I don't know. Uh, but Rarely do you hear, I think, Chris Ballard be that open, right, about that stuff, right? Chris Ballard, I don't necessarily view as a guy that's going to try to mislead people. He's pretty open, to be completely honest. Like, he's pretty honest about things in a lot of ways. So, like, how do you look at that, knowing Chris Ballard, knowing what he said in the past? How do you kind of view that comment, those comments that he made to the media? Oh, man. Uh, actually, before I get to that, there's somebody I forgot to mention, like that I think w- would do fantastic with Lamar and that will anyway is Isaiah McKenzie. I think that that addition, I think Steichen had something to do with that. I think that I think you're going to see Isaiah McKenzie really perform well at uh, the slot position. Um, as f- as far as Ballard, I, you know, obviously you can't you can't not address how freaking dynamic Lamar Jackson is do you have a more dynamic quarterback in the NFL running and passing combined you don't you just don't like I know Mahomes won a Super Bowl I know Jalen Hurts is a very athletic quarterback but there is no gazelle out there that commands an offense like Lamar maybe Anthony Richardson but we don't know that yet so I think that he can't ignore that but I also think Chris Ballard is orchestrating and this is just a hot take but i think he's orchestrating a smoke screen of masterclass proportions because he has never he walked into andrew luck okay he's never had to draft a quarterback like this he's trusted frank reich and that didn't pan out he is it's so open that he could draft one of five non-generational talents or grab lamar jackson and he's already got arguably the best insurance policy so it's like, if I'm Chris Ballard, I'm doing exactly what he's doing. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, Lamar, great. But I'm sticking with the draft. That's just me. But, again, smoke screen season, it could also, as easily as it could be fake, Cody, and just a tactic, it could be totally real. But no one knows it because they're thinking, is Chris Ballard too busy thinking, is he is he being serious? Or by the time you make that decision, the news breaks that Lamar Jackson's an Indianapolis Colt. <laughs> so. Now, could you see a scenario um, if, you know, say the Colts, I know the, there's been some like rumors and stuff floating around about could the Colts trade down? Like, could you see a scenario where the Colts trade down? I don't know how how far they would trade down, but they trade down, they, they get some more draft capital, and then they use that capital, right? Um, and they use that first round pick and then, you know, whatever else it takes in future years, but they still have enough where they feel like they can still add you know, and maybe even grab, I don't, I don't know if they would grab a quarterback because you have Minshew, but you know what I mean? Like they could add some more pieces and, you know, it's not like you're giving away four, maybe you're giving away like eight or nine or something like that. Uh, like, do you see that being a scenario or do you think it would take four and some other things? You're saying like a scenario where they go back, they go back and then they trade that pick 
for oh, a package for Lamar. That that's been something people have floated around, and I've been like, that's interesting. I never really have thought about it much. I think that I think that that would be definitely. Pro- I mean, obviously, you don't know what the first three teams are going to do, or if you trade to three. Or, I mean, in that case, I think they'd stay, but. That would have to be pre-planned. I do think that if the Colts are, if they stay at four and the guy that they want is not there, I absolutely do not put it past. I know no one wants to hear this stuff, okay? But I do not put it past Ballard to say, yeah, no, yeah, we're we're trading back. Uh, and then who knows, you might see Lamar still there and you have a pick that has been traded for Lamar. I mean, it's happened at the draft where that kind of stuff has gone down. A.J. Brown got traded at the draft. Okay, Marquise Brown got traded at the draft. I mean, this stuff happens. Don't put it past it to happen with a quarterback. So I don't – oh, man. I, I think that right now you mix the fact that the Colts it, – it's it's two things that make this big concoction of explosive news is that Ballard is on the hot seat, and there's so many ways this quarterback class can – or this quarterback position can be filled. You mix those two things together, who the heck knows what's going to happen. So. Uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> like I wish we could say for sure this is happening. This is happening. This is who the Colts are getting. I don't even think the Colts know yet, based yeah, off they of what Stetson was saying, where he's like, "Yeah, it, nobody's really like separated themselves yet." Like you know, and then could that be a smokescreen? You know, could they have their guy? And Stetson's not obviously going to tell the media that, but like you know, could they have their guy? Or maybe do they feel like all oh, these guys they're they're nothing special? So maybe we go get a guy who is special in Lamar like but but also they could have their guy so it's just yeah you're right there's a lot of smoke screens a lot of questions the good news is it's almost over uh we're about a month away from the draft so we'll know a lot more there um thank goodness because I can't handle much more quarterback talk and the people <laughs> just arguing in the comments blah 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 for, you know it's just you you see it you understand it's just crazy people have very hot takes and and people agree people disagree it's just I'm just going to sit back and watch what happens, man, and then analyze from there. Uh, but I think I've just come to this point, Drake, where I'm like, man, whoever you get, as long as you get an upgraded quarterback, which I think you automatically will, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to root for the guy, and I'm going to hope that he succeeds, whether it's a rookie, whether it's Lamar, whether it's somebody else. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to make sure that I do that and you know, do the best that I can. And I guess we'll see, man. It's going to be very interesting nonetheless. Well, and you know, it's it's all kind of spiraled out of control since Carolina. Go ahead and blame Carolina for starting all this all this madness. Everything was fine. The Colts were going to get, you know, either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. And then, you know, of course, I'm an Anthony Richardson guy. But ever since uh, ever since the Carolina trade, now you're like, well, Young and there's no way they're getting Young or Stroud. They're getting Richardson or Levis. And now you're like, well, there's no way they're getting anybody because they're going to go get Lamar. So it's like at this point, it's just – if you're a Colts fan and you're stressed out and you're watching the show, do what me and Cody are doing and just sit back and just wait until you get a confirmation on who the next quarterback is and just enjoy the ride. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting, man, but I, you know what? We have seen a crap ton in the last year, so we can handle it. Colts nation. I think we've been broken down enough to be able to be stronger now and to be able to handle whatever does come at the quarterback position. And the good thing is the Colts are going to get an upgrade one way or another. Heck, Gardner yep. Minshew will be an upgrade. For Already there. So, I mean, the fact that both their quarterbacks on the roster are going to be upgrades and going to have more upside than what their passing game did last year should be enough to get Colts fans excited. So, 
Drake, thanks so much, man, for coming on. Really appreciate it. It's always a good time. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you, you know, on Twitter, obviously, social media, and also your work over at Horseshoe Huddle. Uh, yeah, it's uh, at – well, I mean, you can go to at Colts on FN, which is Fan Nation. That's uh, that's where a lo- that's where all of our work is at. At Horseshoe Huddle is uh, me and Andrew Moore's podcast. Find a lot of cool stuff on uh, – just if you just Google Horseshoe Huddle, you'll find all the articles there. But um, been working on a lot of breaking news pieces, stuff that's pretty hard to keep up with at times because today was, for some reason, just a storm of information. But, yeah, go find me there and at the Walster Drake. Awesome. Guys, go do that. Be sure to check him out and all the stuff they do over there at horseshoehuddle.com. They do great stuff over there, great work. And uh, thank you guys, everybody, who did interact in this video, whether you did it live, whether you watched it after the fact. Uh, Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff so you can – and also put on the notifications so you can get notified when we do drop more content like this. And we have awesome guests like Drake on, and we're able to talk some ball here. But appreciate you, Drake, as always, man. We'll see you next time. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you guys, too, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And as always, guys, go Colts.